0: If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with us to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. We're going to meet a group of people. And those group of people are just like church members. So we're going to talk about it today. I want to ch- challenge every father or grandfather in this service this morning with the message that I'm going to bring. I also want to Uh, challenge the church with the message I'm going to bring today the title of the message is Ain't No Roof Over My Head now understand something that Satan can put a wall around your life but he can't put the roof over your head because as like the children of Israel we have the ability to look up now I'll say something before I read the scripture Too many times in our Christian life, this is what we do. We blame other people. We blame even our church. Maybe it's our pastor that we blame. Maybe it's our husband. Maybe it's our parents. We blame everybody about the situation that's going on in our life. And we never look up and experience the touch that God has for our life. What happens in my life, me and God control that. Okay? Now, other people don't control my life. And so I need to understand that there's somebody bigger than Satan, there's somebody bigger than the world, there's something somebody bigger than anything. And he's God Almighty, and he all I have to do is look up. In my life. If you'll stand with us as we read, and we're going to start reading in verse 10, uh, Exodus chapter 14. It says, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and there were so they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto him, unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou take, taken us away to die in the wilderness, wherefore hast thou dwelt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is it not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let, uh, uh, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? for it is far better. For us to serve the Egyptians, than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He shall show unto you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me. Speak with the children of Israel that they may go forward. Lord Jesus we love you so much. We praise you for the opportunity that you've given us today. We pray Lord we simply say and do those things that points to you. That's our goal and that's our desire. For we ask in your precious name and everybody said Amen. Amen. Here the children of Israel are. Now understand what's happening. Two million people who had been in bondage in, in Egypt their whole lifetime. In their daddy's last life, lifetime. In their grandfather's last lifetime. And they had never experienced the freedom to live as God's chosen people. And so they're on their way to the promised land. God's promised it to them. And and they're they're, they're probably dancing and hopping and skipping and they're they're just tickled to death because they were going to leave Egypt behind. And Christian, let me share something with you this morning. I hope you're in this service. You know the Lord is your personal Savior. But if you don't, I pray that you'll come to know Him today. But if you're a child of God, there's a mindset that I need to change about my life. Okay, Satan, I, I am not in bondage to him anymore. The liar has told me all the lies that I want to hear. And so, I need to change my mindset and how I'm going to live my life, how I'm going to live my family's life, and how I'm going to help the church live its life. Okay, because if we don't, will always be up and down. And Satan will put a wall around our lives. Okay? And so they're tickled to death. They're going to the promised land. And then they look back. Don't you look back on things that's happened in your life you need to look forward where God has something special for you. Too many of God's people are looking back where they come from and they're looking back at those things that, uh, that's not a part of their life anymore. And too many churches can't go and do the work that God has for them because they're looking at yesterday. Yesterday ain't Today. Okay? And so we need to keep our focus on what's important. Don't look back. Things change when you look back. They look back. Here comes Pharaoh, 600 chariots. All the soldiers of Egypt were hot on their heels. And to the north, they got a big mountain. They couldn't escape that way. The mountain represents the world. Okay, and what happens if we're a child of God and we're, we're trying to live our Christian life and we've looked back and we've seen the devil chasing us and we decide, well, I'll run out here in the world a little bit because that's where I'm comfortable at. That's where I used to be at. I can do what I want to do. But for a child of God, when I run back to the world, I'm doing nothing but butting my head against tragedy. And into the south, there was a desert. The desert of Marim. Oh, they they could have run to the desert. Okay? But the desert is a place of dryness. The desert is a place that I don't hear God speaking to me. The Holy Spirit has become dimmer and dimmer in His voice. I can't, I can't understand what He's trying to say. And I'm dry. And David said, please Lord, bring me back the joy of my salvation. I can't go back. If I go backwards... And then I'm going back to where I come from. How many of you want to live in bondage to those things that you left behind? And so the Egyptians, I meant the Israelites, said, we can't go to north, we can't go to west, we can't go to south. And God's leading them to the east. But guess what's at the east? The Red Sea. And all, they're perturbed. Christian, let me share something with you this morning. And especially daddies in this service. God's going to send you places that you don't think you can escape from. God's going to give you tasks that you don't think you can face and you can do. God's going to put you in a place where He'll grow you. Because what happens too many times in our Christian life is we don't want to grow hey, we're happy. We can come to church on Sunday morning and we can sit in a Sunday school class and somebody will teach us. Or we can listen to Brother George preach and he's, he's going to preach a word and, and but it's comfortable. It's when God puts us in a place that He wants us to succeed in, and I'll give you some advice about God. When He leads us, that means we can't fail because He's the one standing behind us and He's the one that sent us in that direction. I don't care if it's a Red Sea or whatever it is. God's going to roll back some things in your life to cause you to grow. So quit looking back at where you came from and grab a hold of what God has got for you today. Don't be in a, in a place in your Christian life where you're always comfortable. Sometimes I think God put some red pepper in our britches. Make us get up, because we want to. We just want to stay where we're at. Now comes the thing in the Red Sea. The children of Israel, they don't understand this. How are they going to get across the Red Sea? God sent them a cloud by day and a fire by night. He wanted them to know that He was with them every step of the way that they made. On their way to the promised land. In other words they were never going to be out. Away from the presence of God. But here's the thing. They had to look up. They had to look up. And Christian today. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts. And the Holy Spirit guides us. And the Holy Spirit encourages us. And the Holy Spirit strengthens us. And the Holy Spirit gives us knowledge. Everything that we need to survive as a child of God is living in us. And too many times, we won't look up long enough to see the joy that we have. We want to put our heads down and our eyes down and live in misery. And that's not the place that a child of God is supposed to live his life. And daddies, I'm going to share something with you. If that's the way you're living your life, guess who's living it with you? Well, mama goes to church. She takes the kids. They come home there a little bit excited. Well, they're not facing a challenge there. It's when the challenge comes that we have to stand up and realize who we are, who we belong to, who loves us, who died for us, who cares for us, who's never going to let us fail, who's always got us on his mind. From the day that I was saved as a child of God, I've never been out of the presence of the living God. But they look back. Well, oh, we can't do this. There's no way we can succeed by doing this. God, what are you doing? And God says, you need to look up. They cried out the verse says in the last part of verse 10 it says the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. I mean, everything's going good and it doesn't say what they what they cried out about, but everything is going good until they look back and they see favor on their heels. Coming after them thing. Things have started to change. Guess what, Christian? Things won't always stay the same for you and I in our walk in the Lord. Okay? Everything changes. uh, Nothing ever stays the same. As much as we would like it, it never stays the same. They were in trouble. And they forgot to look up. And then they started to blame some, look for somebody to blame blame for it. Look at verse thirteen. Who's the first person they turn to to blame? Moses. That's the way it always works in the Baptist church. If things are not going good, they want to blame the preacher. And y'all just remember something: I'm not the preacher. I'm just the uh, associate preacher. So if you want to blame somebody, uh, after service i give you his name and his phone number. (laughs) They always want to blame the preacher. Please preacher, uh, we told you so. We told you that we tried that before and it never worked. So why in the world are we trying it now? They tell the preacher, don't challenge us. Let us stay the same. It's great staying the same. No, it's sad staying the same. And and if we never grow and we stay the same, it's going to be a pitiful place, folks. We say, we love living in bondage. You say, I ain't going to tell Brother George that. We do by the way we live our life. We stay in bondage to something. Now I'm going to share something with you and I want you to get this because it's very important. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something else. And this morning if you're in this service and you're lost, you're worshiping yourself. Because you don't want to come to God and say, God, I'm a sinner. I need to, I, I want to come in faith. I want to accept your Son as my personal Savior. I want to be washed in the blood. I want to follow the Lord in baptism. And I want to get in the church. And I want to see my life change." Now, let's throw it at the Christian here a little bit. Okay? If, if, if I'm leaving my life in such a way that I want to just stay the same and live in bondage and never grow and never succeed and everything's going to be happy. i tell you what's going to happen. Before long, somebody's going to step on your toes. Why? Because you're in the way. You're in the way. And God's got something for them to do. And they want you out of the way so they can get to do it. Now, if somebody steps on your toes, when they go by, you grab a hold of them. So you can go with them. So something will change in your life. We tell the preacher that uh, uh, we're comfortable being a beggar. If I'm not if I'm not growing in the Lord, if I'm not accepting the things of God, if I won't follow the the God's directions, if I won't give Him honor and glory to due Him, then I'm going to wind up a beggar. And too many Christians and Baptist churches are sitting in their pews begging the world to give them something when the Great I Am is in the midst of them, and they miss what God has for them. Amen. Oh, preacher, but religion is okay. But now we're in a jam. That's what, that's what they were telling Moses. Why didn't you leave us back in Egypt? We could have been buried in graves back there in Egypt. If we die out here, the buzzard's going to eat us. I'm going to share something with you about that. I'd rather a buzzard eat me than be in bondage to somebody else. And if that's what the world does to me, I'm on. This is I love this part. It don't matter if a buzzard gets me or they dump me in a hole. When he steps out on that cloud and when he calls my name. I'm going to raise up from wherever I'm at and I'm going to have a glorified body with Him and I'm going to spend eternity worshiping with Him in heaven and those buzzards back there on earth that done me in, they're going to wind up in hell. Listen, Christian, you and I have everything. Amen. Quit looking back. Quit looking back. God put it, put them in that place. Moses didn't. What do they blame Moses for? God didn't want to send him down to cul-de-sac. No way, no way to escape right or left or behind. They're headed for the Red Sea. They don't know what's going to happen. Well, they're going to have to swim, build boats or what, what's going to happen. They're, but they're, God's sending them that way. Christian, God's going to send you a way that's going to shake your life. God's going to send you a way that will make a new man or woman out of you. God's going to send this church in a way that it's going to overcome a lot of obstacles this year and bring glory to God. It don't matter if we're living in a a cul-de-sac and they got a carload of thieves right behind us, because that's what the world is, and and they're chasing us down, God's going to roll whatever it is back, and we're going to walk across, and we're going to have the victory, and they're going to succumb to this world. You know those saying, God helps souls to help themselves. That's not in the Bible. It's not found nowhere in the Bible. As long as we help ourselves who needs God. God helps those who seek Him. God helps His children who humble themselves and and put themselves. God and say, God, I don't understand it. I don't know what you're trying to do to my life. And Daddy, I'm going to share something with you. When God does that to you, you need to go to God and you need to put your face up towards heaven and look up and say, God, I don't understand it. I I, I don't know where you're leading me. I don't know how we're going to do it. I need you to figure this out. I want my family closer. I want us to draw closer to you. I want to be that child of the living king that I'm supposed to be and not a beggar. I want to be, I want you to use me, God, in a special way. God, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I want you to do it. If you and I hadn't figured it out and if this church hasn't figured it out, the help we have is God. And I'm going to share something with you. It's because God's people have put their voices up in prayer that this church has succeeded like it has. It's the reason the Holy Spirit's in the midst of this church. And me and they'll talk about that all the time. It is great to be part of a family that the Holy Spirit is working in. So we're going to give you three quick things, okay, that I need to do. Look at verse 13, the part of it, the start of it. It says, and Moses said unto the children, fear not. Moses, are you nuts? (laughs) Telling us to fear not. And the greatest army in the world is right behind us. Moses what you need to do is go get your eyes checked because you're missing out on something now I'm going to ask you a question you answer this in your own heart don't answer that out loud when brother George has challenged us to do something that we've never done before what's your response? now we won't tell him no because most of the time he's right we won't tell him no, but we'll turn around, we'll walk away, and we'll say, well, I went overboard now. I don't see how that's possible. And, and God is telling us, quit living in fear. Fear is the one thing that disables a Christian's life. Don't fear. God Help us, God, we pray to keep us from short-sighted Christians who never want to do everything, who always want to feel comfortable, who, who haven't felt the, uh, the Holy Spirit stirring in their life for years. God help us from those type of Christians because when that happens, the church starts to die and nobody grows and, and, and we're, we're just stopped in our tracks. And we'll stay there. And then if we don't change, we'll start going backwards. Because we thought we couldn't do what God asked us to do. Now folks, I'm going to show you how much short-sighted we are when we're like that. This is the God who made everything. This is the God who made this world. This is the God who knew what you'd look like today before the foundation of the world. And you're saying, "If uh, <clears throat> I need to be on a diet today. Well, he still knew you'd have that belly. You know. Like I said before, this used to be up here. Now this is down here. See, y'all have to look at it in the right way. Okay? Fear not, is what God says. Please God, help us to not have the fear. Help us to look up and experience your courage in our life. The second thing he says is stand still. It means to watch. It means to stand still firm. It means don't cave in. It means don't run. What Satan wants, he wants to shoot you in the back when you're running. Now, in boot camp, that was one of the number one things we learned. You stay in position. Because you have two guys on the other side of you that need you to stay where you're at. And plus that, the sergeant said... Your back is the biggest target. And when you turn tail and run, he's going to, whoever it is, is going to shoot you in the back and you're going to be a dead man. Now, let me share something with you, Christian. You and I need to stand in the gap of the church, especially us men. Stand there and say, This is where God wants me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help this church, my family, to succeed. I'm not going to let Satan shoot me in the back while I'm running down the road. Now, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something at you. You may get uh, uh, mad at me, but that's okay. Quit. When you come in the house of God, and we're not talking about this building, we're talking about uh, among each other, keep your thoughts of uh, bitterness, revenge, hurtfulness, all those things. Keep them out of the church. Amen. We're all grown-ups here. Sometimes people hurt our feelings. Sometimes every day. But it ain't about me. And it's not about you. It's about a Savior who walked up to a cross and, 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 and they nailed Him to it. And He looked down at the, from that cross over 2,000 years and said, I'm dying for you, Doug. I've done everything for you to succeed. And, and, and our church needs to look at it this way too. The church succeeds, you keep your feelings in your back pocket and you do something for me and you help my fellowship grow and don't you be a divider. Stand in the gap. At attention. When a problem comes, we confront it head on. If you don't, problems start building up. And us guys who are married understand all that. We better say thank you, please, and baby, I love you, for all that other stuff adds on to it. <laughs> After it starts adding none of that thank you hug and kiss will do anything. Candy won't work. You're just in trouble. And you're going to stay there a while. That's what happens to our life. The number one disease in a Christian's life is bitterness because bitterness eats at the of soul. Stand in the gap with a smile on your face looking forward and saying God I'll do it I'll keep my position the last thing Moses tells them in verse 15 it said and the Lord said unto Moses wherefore criest thou unto me there comes a time we need to quit talking there's a time we need to shut up I, 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 that's the that southern, southern Arkansas way of saying it. It's the time we need to zip it up. 12 and I used to tell them two boys of mine they were in trouble, and they just keep getting in trouble, trying to get out of one thing She'd say, "Zip it up." It's time to quit talking and move forward. Too many Baptist churches are talking. They've been talking for years. they got a building fund It's $70,000. I'm exaggerating. But they wouldn't spend $100 for a soul. It's time to quit talking and go to building. And that's what our church needs to continue to do. It means means I need to rise and go forward. In facing problems, there's a time to pray. There's a time to study God's Word. And there's a time of planning. Too many Christians are still praying. They're still in God's Word uh, reading it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're still planning, but they ain't doing nothing. Trusting God to roll the walls of the problem back. Every problem that's faced this church, we've walked through the Red Sea and God has rolled it back. We kept walking. There ain't no roof over your head, folks. You can see God, you can see Him in His glory. But we have to make a commitment that that's what we want. Each and every one of us were in bondage. We were sinners. We might not like to admit it now, but that's what we are, still are sometimes. We were in bondage. He had us by the throat. And one day, Jesus spoke to our hearts. And we accepted Him as our personal Savior. And when we did that, our whole life changed. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And one of the things that come new is, Satan may box me in. And there may seem like there's no escape. And God does that sometimes so we'll learn to trust Him. But we keep moving towards the Red Sea with our mouths shut and God works a miracle and whatever the problem is, He rolls back. God has something for you. Each and every one of us. Will it be easy? Most of the time, no. Will it be exciting? Yes, it will. Will you and I grow? Yes, we will. The church is going in a direction this year. We'll face a problem before this year is over with. Whether it's in a church or whether it's in our family. But don't get sidetracked. Stay with God. And God will roll back the things in your life. Because the only I want you to get this now. The only thing that He's ever done for me is love me. Why would a God like that want me to fail? If you'll stand with us, please. Praise team comes. I'm sorry, darling. If you're in the service this morning, And you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Savior. He's waiting for you up here today. He's waiting for you to let go of whatever you got a hold of, whatever you thought in your heart, whatever excuse it is, His Holy Spirit is convicting you and speaking to your heart to make a commitment today. That's our prayer as a church body we're going to love you we're going to help you to succeed in your spiritual walk and we're going to help build you up because you're special to us because you're special to Christ you may be in this service today and God's speaking to your heart about something join the church be baptized Maybe just come to the altar and talk to Him for a little bit. Whatever God is asking you to do, will you do it as we sing? Don't wait. Come. Come now.